Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Retired High School Athletes Podcast. It's your hosts, Sumer and Aiden. Aiden, what's up, bro? How are we doing? Doing pretty well. Finally uh, excited about sports this week with the draft coming up, which I, I think is what we're going to be talking about today, right? Yes, today is a is a draft-focused podcast. Like you said yourself, this is probably one of the biggest sporting events to come during this coronavirus time, which is so many people interested in it. Yeah, football's my main professional sport that I follow, um, so I'm always excited for the draft. But this year, since it's the only thing happening, I'm more excited than ever. I would, I would agree 100. percent It is, it is. I feel like not even just us; everyone's going to be kind of watching it. There's so many hot topics. I think it's a really loaded draft class, um, and there's a lot to talk about. Um, but just as, you know, I'm chilling over here. Virginia's chilling. Everyone stays safe. Uh, but yeah, now on to kind of what we're going to talk about today. The NFL draft, it had this huge idea and spectacle. Am I right? At the Bellagio Hotel. Go ahead. Tell our, our, our fans about what the NFL was supposed to be doing today. Yeah, so every, every year it seems like the draft becomes a bigger and bigger spectacle. I'm, I mean, it used to be kind of just a formality. It was held often in New York at the, uh, um, I forget what the theater's called, one of the theaters. Radio but City. Every, yeah, Radio City. There we go. And it's gotten bigger every year. Was that when it was in Philly in what year was that? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was big. It they did it on the steps of the art museum, the famous Rocky steps. But this year was supposed to be bigger than ever. They had a whole plan. They were it was going to take place on the fountain, the Bellagio. They weren't just going to be in front of it. The stage was going to be on the fountain, and when someone got picked, they would take a boat out to the stage to meet the commissioner. So it was going to be. It was going to be out huge yeah from the mock-ups that i saw it was a stage basically in the water and then yeah like you said the boat a, a small a small like tugboat or boat, whatever would bring the uh selected players to the draft podium which i thought was crazy dope um they're really it was a good idea i thought trying to like bring some football hype to the city of las vegas um and just overall i think vegas is a dope city i've only been there once and yes it was before i could really participate in any activities but it was still a really cool city so i really liked what i had to see when they put the mock-ups up it was pretty extravagant um but you know for unforeseen circumstances it's no longer happening yeah i was super excited for it but originally they were just gonna kind of scale it down but now since everything's online so is the draft they're planning on doing a completely virtual draft with teams not meeting and so far it's not looking great with the draft being only two days away. Um, earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, there were reports that they were doing a kind of mock draft with the teams in order to test out all the equipment. And on the very first pick, there was an issue which resulted in, uh, I think I remember it being a three-minute delay, which is huge. It, that's it, it delays everyone. It's not just a – it's a – problem for some teams it gives some teams an advantage because it gives them more time to figure out what they're going to do try to get trades in so it's going to be interesting to see how they run it and avoid these technical issues yeah there's going to be there's definitely going to be some issues i hope there's none i hope they've worked them all out but you know roger goodell is going to be in his basement um you're going to have representatives all across the country hopping into this meeting and hope hopping in hoping that there's no wi-fi issues hoping that like there's just a bunch of variables now that have to be set up um 
to put in the draft, put in your draft pick. Who's going to be? In, who's going to tell? Like from the Cowboys representative team in 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 Dallas, who's going to notify Roger Goodell? Because Roger Goodell can't be the one looking at every every report. Like someone's got to tell him who they're picking. I don't know. There's a bunch of different variables that have to be accounted for now that there's so many separate entities and everyone's away from each other. Um, on top of technical difficulties and delays, there's also security issues. And I know that they've voiced um, those on whether or not um, someone could join the meeting, hack the meeting, ruin the meeting in, in any way or shape or form, which is definitely uh, something to worry about. I was just about to say, just the other week, John Harbaugh from the uh, Baltimore Ravens was talking about how he he's heard of Zoom calls being joined by hackers and stuff. We've had it happen in our classes. We've had people just join randomly. And of course, our classes aren't as secure as the NFL draft, but there's still there's still the possibility. There's so many people out there that are so good with computers. I think it's a very real possibility that someone could pretty easily hack in and, I don't know, tamper at the draft in some way, make false picks. There's just – it's unpredictable. Yeah, I know the NFL came out and said they were using Microsoft Teams uh, instead of Zoom, um, but I'm guessing it's a similar function. I hope, and I'm probably right, I would assume, the NFL has their own computer and IT, uh, computer science and computer security kind of people working behind the scenes on just, one, blocking all attempts to hack and just setting this up for success and making it really hard for someone to try and get in. I don't know. It's a three-day process. There's so much time. Like, think about if you're a hacker and let's say even it, ha- even it took you four hours, the Rounds four through seven take five hours. Like you can still get in. Like it's just a big worry. Um, so they really got to watch out for those security issues and whatnot. Um, but there's more to talk about than just the security and technical issues. They are a big topic, but there still is a draft, and there still are some really good prospects in this draft for some teams to really build around. Yeah, I let's uh, let's assume everything it goes well and that there aren't technical issues. Who are who are you looking at? Who are your big names in this draft? And I think one, this is a, uh, I think this is a wide receiver and quarterback and D line heavy draft. Um, there are we could see five, six receivers go in the first round easily, and we could see like four or five quarterbacks go in the first round. Um, like obviously, everyone wants to talk about Joe Burrow and uh, going number one, Chase Young going number two. Right after those two, it kind of gets you know where our team's gonna go. Um, it, uh, there's a bunch of big names. I think Isaiah Simmons, whoever gets Isaiah Simmons is getting a stud. I think he can play like, he can play edge rusher. He can play linebacker. He can drop back into the coverage. He's a filthy linebacker that'll play for a long time and is so versatile. But a lot of teams look at what they need, and which is right. Okay, you, you need an offensive lineman and say you pick an offensive lineman. But when you pass on some of these players like Isaiah Simmons and whatnot that are going to be like, I, in my opinion, play for a long time and be really good, it's just like, it's so hard. It's, a, it's such a hard decision. Yeah, I agree with you. This is such a wide receiver heavy draft. Guys like C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy. Although Jerry Judy on his Wonderlick, which is the test you take on a league, he did very poorly, but he's still an athletic. Yeah, that don't matter. They go Henry Ruggs, uh, Justin Jefferson from LSU. There's so many first round talent wide receivers. Yeah, but like you said, there's also some good D line and linebacker talent, and that's been a pretty reliable way to pick in the first round. Since 2014, um, there's been, I believe, every year at least one defensive uh, lineman picked in the first round who's made it to the Pro Bowl. It's been reliable, unlike a lot of the other positions. Every year, it seems 
well, not every year, but there's often quarterbacks that just are disappointments. And personally, as much as as much talk as Joe Burrow is getting, I don't know if I trust him yet because he obviously he tore it up at LSU, but that also was the best team in the country. If you look at his season just one year prior at Ohio State, he wasn't very good. So how how is he gonna how is going into probably one of the less successful teams in the NFL gonna affect him? He's coming off playing at with the best best team around him, and he's playing teams that are lower skill levels than him. How's it going to affect him when he's that team with the lower skill level and he has to make the plays himself? No, yeah, I, I Obviously, agree. Obviously, he's very talented. I just, I'm not sure I trust it yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's the problem you face with any player. You know, when you draft a player from Alabama, when you draft a Chase, like a Chase Young from Ohio State, whatnot, and this, that's, a, that's a worry for any kind of position and player in the first round. The thing you're just looking for is, like, regardless of the players around him, how is his decision-making? How was his footwork and his IQ? Um, you know, I'm sure teams brought him in and tried to draw plays. Like, there's a, a bunch of other versatility things. He's big. He's strong. He's he's a little. He's kind of mobile too. Like, he's not the most. He's not like a Tom Brady kind of stiff. He's more like a Ben Roethlisberger. I feel like. Um, so that I agree with you. It's a worry. But in my opinion, like, and along with other other scouts, I guess um, there's enough to prove on his own that he had the physical traits. But he could be a bust in his first year. He could he could struggle, especially with the Bengals. They've done some free agent moves, but they don't have the best team around them. But um, but I still feel like the first two picks are locked. It's it's where we go three, four, and five. Really, um, I don't even know if the Dolphins are going to take two attack Viola. They could easily go Justin Herbert, Oregon quarterback, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, Tua with his hip injuries is it's iffy. This his is hurting him so much. His injury was the same one that ended Bo Jackson's career. Now it's a little bit different because Bo Jackson kept playing on it, which is what caused the real issues because it's, just, it's very technical. But what happened for um, Bo Jackson was that the injury caused a lack of blood flow to his hip, so the bone kind of just disintegrated. Tua immediately had surgery and has been rehabbing, so he, he should be able to come back and play, but will he ever be the same player? So it's tough to say. He should be able to make a full recovery. But also, just the other day, his Wonderlick score came out, and I forget exactly what it was, but it was not very good. And Joe Burrow, I believe, was in the mid to high 30s, which is a pretty solid score. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I don't know. To this whole uh, coronavirus is really hurting Tua. He can't get in. No doctors can see him. No one can actually see him throw some passes in person. A little bit later, he couldn't have his own pro day. And I'm sure it's not just Tua. There's tons of players that needed that second pro day, whatever, and don't get it. But um, on top of all of these. You know, we both have our favorite teams and what we think. Um, Aiden being an unfortunate Eagles fan, who do you think? Well, who do you want the Eagles to go with um, with their draft pick? They currently have the 21st overall pick. I think it's really tough for me to pick someone. Um, or just a I few, kind of, you know, a few areas that yeah. you think they should focus on with the first overall pick, potentially. I think the position we're probably weakest at is wide receiver, especially with Alshon Jeffrey potentially being gone, Nelson Aguilar already being gone. Um, if we get some weapons around Wentz, I think he could be a much better quarterback. So if a guy like a like Henry Ruggs possibly could fall, it would be a pretty big fall for him. But if he's still available, I'd say pick him up. He brings a he brings he's one of the fastest players coming out of the draft in the last few years. So he brings some good speed and explosiveness to the offense. But if he's not available, maybe go cornerback, which I think the Eagles cornerbacks are actually underrated and kind of just misused because there's some depth corners that 
got exploited, but I think it was because Jim Schwartz was playing in the wrong scheme. But that that's a little more in-depth into the Eagles' offense that I'm sure not a lot of people want to hear about because the Eagles' defense is a whole whole big mess. But, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we go wide receiver first round if some of these big guys are still around. Yeah. What are you uh, hoping for with the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, real quick on the Eagles. I think, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not an Eagles fan, but if I had to talk about some weaknesses on your team, I do think wide receiver is one. The only worry of mine is at 21, you could have all you could have Henry Ruggs gone, CeeDee Lamb, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Jerry Judy, and you could potentially have Justin Jefferson gone. So there's still some more left, but you'd have to go like Brandon Ayuk, who's the wide receiver from Iowa State or no, Arizona State, or you'd have to go um, with the uh, wide receiver from Baylor, something Mills, I think his name is. Um, you'd have to go someone else. And so would you be reaching there and could go somewhere and then you'd have like I think some receivers could potentially be gone, and you'd have to go somewhere else. Yeah, so if you reach for a receiver there, you might not get the receiver you actually want, when you might just be better off choosing the best player available. Our our GM Howie Roseman has a history of taking the best available rather than what we need. Like take, taking Derek Barnett in twenty seventeen, last year taking Andre Dillard when we didn't have a need at line. So I don't I don't think he's gonna pick who people expect him to pick. I think he's just gonna pick his favorite player. Yeah. And- so anyway. Yeah, what do you for hope the, for with the Cowboys? For the Cowboys, um, I think we need some. I don't. Know, I think there's two avenues. Okay, I could see us going defensive line, and really partnering someone up on the other side of Demarcus Lawrence. Then the NFC is so run focused and 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 whatever. And we lost we lost Byron Jones and whatnot, and we lost Jeff Heath. The best way to help new corners and younger corners and younger safeties is to have a good D line and get pressure on the quarterback. So. I have two focuses. One, I think we could get uh, a defensive lineman. I was thinking, or an edge rusher. I was thinking um, the uh, the edge rusher from LSU, Kayla Von Chazon, I think his name is, um, and whatnot, or Patrick Queen. Both those guys are studs, stud linebackers and stud edge rushers. And the other thing I was looking at was, what if we went wide receiver? What if we, because we lost um, Randall Cobb, what if we brought in Justin Jefferson at the 17th overall pick and just – you know, because Dak wants all this money, right? He wants all this $40 million. Sure, if we're going to invest in him, then we might as well really invest in him and bring him a stud receiver. And we're going to get in some shootouts with some NFC's teams and in the playoffs, hopefully. And what if we had Amari, Justin Jefferson, and then Zeke, and then Dak? Like, what if we just actually went full forward with helping Dak? Because, I don't know, I think that'd be a surprising pick, and I don't know if they're going to go there, but I would love if they did choose Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, too, because he's a stud. He balled out at LSU last year. Yeah. I personally, th- obviously, I don't want you to, uh, you guys too, because I, I don't want to see you succeed, but I think the best option is to go wide receiver because obviously there's some holes on defense, but Zeke, Dak, and Amari all won pretty big contracts, and I don't think you'll be able to keep all three of them. And I think keeping Dak and Zeke makes the most sense. So bringing in a wide receiver to try to replace Amari after he's gone is probably the best move. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's a stud. He, 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 uh, I don't know. He his numbers last year for LSU were ridiculous. He's he's one of those like he he reminds me of Des Bryant. Like he'll moss you kind of thing. He'll go. He'll he's much bigger than uh the, like Rugs and Lamb and Judy. Those guys are more speed versatile. Take the top off. Justin Jefferson's more like he really reminds me of Des Bryant to be honest. Yeah, he's a pretty big guy. He's. Over six foot, over two hundred pounds. He's he's a good receiver. Yeah, but the thing um, we all yeah. don't know is we all make these mock drafts, and but there's so many. The thing that we never account for is trades 
and there could be I you could easily see the Eagles trading up because there's gonna be a row of receivers that just go. There's gonna be like ten picks where like four of them go. Like so, if you really want a position, you're gonna have to trade up, especially for quarterback. You could see um the Chargers or whatnot trade in front of the Dolphins for somebody. Like I could easily see some of these trades just trading up to get in front of yeah. somebody. I definitely see this being a trade heavy draft. There's a lot of guys going into the draft who are on the tri- on the trade block. Um, multiple guys from Jacksonville. I just saw um, Leonard Fournette is potentially on the trading block for on draft day. So I think it's gonna be a super interesting draft, and I hope it all goes well technically. Yeah, and with that being said, I cannot wait to watch it. I'm I'm sure that most of our retired high school athlete fans cannot wait to watch it, and. It's just going to be a very exciting day in sports for something that we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, I totally agree. And with that being um, said, next week we can talk a little bit about the outcome. Yeah, uh, we, 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 we will definitely speak about the outcome of the NFL draft. Um, with that being said, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Retired High School Athletes Podcast. Aiden, stay safe, brother. You too, sir. All right, Retired High School Athletes, out.